Let's get into a little recap. <laughs> Uh, Kinsey, Pax, and Roland have been in Tobias Station in the middle of the Badlands uh, for some time now. Uh, it's been at least a few months. Um, and they, they've had some adventure. Uh, they bought a bar. They bought a saloon. They've run it. It's doing a pretty good job. It's in the lower levels of Tobias Station. It's called Umbras. It has a carnivorous tree in the corner uh, behind some glass. Also has a jukebox. And it's very swanky, especially for the lower levels. Um, uh, and they've been kind of poking around trying to, you know, begin to lay the groundwork for eventually uh, uh, being the leaders of a revolution against the corrupt um, uh, security captain and station master of Tobias Station. Um, part of their plan involved Pax going around in the vents of the lower levels, which are um, just very, very poorly maintained. Uh, they're actually full of a very toxic fungus, it looks like. Uh, and uh, Pax was going around risking herself to um, to kind of clean that area, branching out from the saloon first. And during uh, her time cleaning, she discovered a dead body. Um, uh, and so after... Uh, much contemplation as to exactly how to um, safely extract the dead body from the vents. Uh, they managed to um, get the body, uh, close the saloon temporarily, uh, and sort of do a little bit of, a, uh, of an autopsy on this body. And um, with them was uh, the street urchin, uh, the 16-year-old street urchin, um, Harriet, or Harry, uh, she seemed to recognize this body once, uh, once some more, uh, basically during the autopsy, he had some, uh, distinctive implants, um, uh, an artificial lung and some repra replaced ribs, uh, and so, um, she realized this was the body of a man named Ephraim, uh, and she freaked out a little bit because Ephraim apparently was very close friends with a man named Salem Bahara. Salem Bahara is an agent of the Kanum family, um, one of the various criminal families that operates in Tobias Station, as well as around Manifest. Kanum is uh, uh, synonymous with, with organized crime in the Fort Dearborn territory. Uh, and uh, Harry apparently um, is... Uh, considers Salem Bahara a friend and uh, felt the need to tell him uh, that Ephraim was discovered because apparently Ephraim was uh, uh, disappeared uh, far north of Tobias Station uh, in the Cloudbreak Mountains, um, presumed dead uh, uh, as he is, in fact, a member of the militia for Fort Dearborn, um, uh, a scout, and he was doing some pathfinding in the Cloudbreak Mountains, disappeared, and no one knew what happened to him. And it turns out he's way far south from there, in, uh, dead in the vents of Tobias Station, um, in an effort to give them some time to uh, formulate a plan. Uh, these three drifters um, convinced Harry to wait before she told Salem about Ephraim's body being discovered. Uh, it's the middle of the night, um, and uh, Harry left the bar 
um, saying uh, that you guys basically had a day, a day before uh, before Salem Bahara arrives uh, to um, presumably examine the body, collect the body. Who knows? She was unspecific. Um, you don't know what will happen when Salem Bahara of the Kanum family uh, arrives in your saloon, looking after, uh, looking for the, the lost dead body of his dearest friend. Um, but it's you know, uh, things are a little tense. Um, but that's that's where we left off. Was um, uh, was uh, around that time. The three of you are alone in the saloon, um, and. Harry has left. You have a dead body uh, that you did confirm was poisoned. Uh, Kinsey went and talked to Anton Granger, gave him a sample uh, from Ephraim's body, and it turned out that Ephraim died of a man-made poison, not the toxic fungus uh, that inhabits the vents. What do the four of you do now about the situation you're in? Are you counting the body? The, the body yes. What, is, what, is, what, are, the, what are the three of you? What are, what are the three of you and Ephraim? No. Uh, what are the three of you? What are okay, the three of okay, you? Okay, hold on. I've got sunglasses. This can work. <laughs> yeah. What are the? What do the three of you do? Um. We should close tomorrow. I think. It's a good idea. Yeah. For repairs. Sure, yeah. sure. You know, a new place. Damages are bound to happen. Um, burst pipe. If anyone asks, you say a pipe burst. Ah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I guess. I guess. I don't. Hmm. I would like to go talk to Roxy, and I don't feel great about <clears throat> leaving Ephraim here alone in case someone gets in. Well, you're not talking to Roxy without Pax. They've got the relationship, so uh, I can keep the corpse company. <coughs> Gives me time to write the sign anyway, you know, closed for burst pipe. Oh, I I wrote a sign while we were talking. Fair enough. I was going to practice, but it's okay. This is not the time to practice. <laughs> I'm I'm proud of your efforts. This is not the time to practice. I'm sorry, what what are you going to talk to Roxy about? Well, um I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people in the station now at sort of a surface level. Um, I'm not going into the vent to do a deep sweep of where the body was found. Yes. And I don't know anyone else that I can talk to who might know more of this situation. This is the only thing I can think of to investigate further and have more information when a member of the Kanum family comes to our bar and we have his dead friend on a table. That's, that's fair enough. Say, did we ever figure out which um, family Grey Foster is attached to? 
the Sheffields, I believe. The Sheffields, okay. All right. I don't know if that helps. It probably doesn't. All right, all right. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the body company and um, make sure the tree doesn't eat it. Is that a legitimate risk? No, no, no. It can't move from the glass encasement, you know, unless you make it angry, but... I'm just kidding. Okay, calm down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to keep the mood light. It's hard to make jokes over a corpse. Valiant effort, though. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go get cleaned up and presentable and all that. Okay, yeah. Uh, you're able to do that. You go into the back room, uh, wash up a little bit, put on a clean uh, set of clothes. Uh, it doesn't take much time. Leaving It does leave Pax and Kinsey alone with the body for uh, at least a handful of minutes. <laughs> and they sit in awkward silence. <laughs> and then Roland, you return. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> Pax, you go with him? Yeah, I, I come. Yeah. I don't. Sure. Okay. You don't have to if you don't want to. Like I've I've met Roxy. We're yeah. professionally acquainted. No, no, I mean I'll I'll come with. Okay. I, yeah. I I uh I the thing about Roxy is that she's an agent for herself first. So, like, she's going to have information, probably, but then she's going to, she's going to want something. That's what the 35 spurs I took out of the safe and the prepared threat I have are for. Okay, but if you threaten her, I can't get my gun back. Mm, you haven't been threatening people, right, then? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the threat is in case. <laughs> I, the threat, like my gun, is something I hope to never need to use, but <laughs> must always have. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, the two of you uh, go around the lower levels. Eventually, you're able to track down Roxy. Um, there's a, just a few different saloons that she... Um, uh, kind of haunts when she sets up her little shop um, and uh, the two of you walk in and approach. Uh, she's finishing a transaction with somebody. Uh, she takes a couple spurs and slides over um, like uh, this like kind of it's it's a it's not quite a lockbox. It's like a hard case though uh, and it's like uh, foggy and there's like a slight glow inside it and the guy like kind of snatches it and looks around and then leaves. Um, and uh, she turns up and goes if it ain't my uh, two favorite troublemakers, what do you want? Oh, it's nice. Um, one of your favorites. Um, and then I put down ten spurs. 
I would like to have a private conversation. Okay. <laughs> she uh, takes the spurs uh, and then um, looks around the bar. The saloon's relatively empty, uh, so she rolls up her her supplies in a, in the bags, uh, slings it over her shoulder, gets the lockbox out from underneath her uh, uh, her stool, collapses the stool, like just basically like breaks down her whole shop, and then uh, and then like goes and like sets her bag down um, in like a, a rickety little booth in this. Uh, uh, it's like the only booth in this saloon, um, and uh, she like sets down. The table kind of wobbles, and she goes. Don't worry, no one's gonna bother us. Great. Uh, and I set down another ten spurs. This conversation did not happen. Her eyes like go like super wide. Uh, go ahead and roll a manipulate test. I will give you. Uh... Actually, I think I think ultimately there's no modifier because there's a lot of reasons why she might give you negatives, but in this particular instance, the money has washed it out. So you get your normal bonuses. What what like basically whatever your normal bonuses are. Okay. Uh, you are up against a 10. Um, God, I was trying to save grit. You make me roll dice when I'm trying to bribe people instead of rolling dice. <laughs> this roll will account for more throughout this, <laughs> throughout this scene. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so I, I spend two grit to uh, play to the gallery so I can count this 15, which then explodes. Ooh. Uh, cool. I have three net hits over time. Cool. She looks at, like, she contemplates for, like, a second, and then, like, reaches out, puts her hands on the, spur and she, uh, the spurs, and she goes, okay, and slides it off into her other hand and, like, disappears it into some pockets. Great. Um, I would like to know everything you know about Salem Bahara and his good friend Ephraim. She like squints for like a second. Like it's like whatever she expected, this was not it. She like she looks genuinely like perplexed for a moment, and she goes, "Okay, um, well, Salem Bahara, uh, he works for the Kanoon family. He's actually really big in the Kanoon family. Don't let the fact that he doesn't have the family name uh, trick you." Uh, he's a he's a big player. He does do a lot of business in Tobias Station, mostly smuggling and and uh, the like. Um, his uh, the people that work for him immediately they do a lot of like you know high stakes robberies and stuff like that. And then they they move the product uh, through various way stations, Tobias Station included. Um, Ephraim, that's the uh, that's the the straight laced uh, uh, militiaman that uh, Bahara is friendly with. Uh, he went, he went missing a, a few months back. Um, I don't, I don't know what happened with him, but, uh, the two of them were tight knit. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of uncommon for someone like that to have, uh, I wouldn't say high ranking, but a ranking member of, uh, of the militia, uh, you know, considered close friends. I know it ruffled a lot of feathers, um, but, uh, Who's feathers? Well, well. I mean, everyone that, not I mean, like not everyone, but like it was always just like a, like a black a black mark on Bahara, right? Everyone knew that he was he was in with the militia, so you know you could only trust him so far, that kind of thing. Um, okay. But people people always were a little skittish to to you know do deals with him because you know he who knows who's telling what you know they they tip off the militia about this, they tip off the militia about that. Anytime 
uh, like a like a stash house got raided, or or you know someone someone got caught by a marshal. There was always a little bit of rumblings if Bahar was ever in proximity to that business, um, but mostly unfounded, from what I understand. I mean, uh, I I I mean, I never met the guy, but uh, you know, people I talk to, they they say he's a he's a pretty stand up guy. He's got that like family honor thing, you know. Sure. Um, if anything, he probably thinks he's just better than the rest of us because he has, you know, white hat friends. Interesting. Um, and Ephraim, to your knowledge, he was he was on the up and up, aside from being friends with Bahar. Yeah, uh, pretty much like that. That was the main that was the main problem, right? And, you know, that guy that guy was you know not crooked at all. I don't know what what happened with him and Bahar to make them like so tight. But, uh, you know, they just kind of, they were friends and they didn't, I guess they didn't talk business. I don't know how their personal life worked or anything, uh, but uh, it was, it was always a little, uh, uh, you know, a little, always room for gossip when it comes to stuff like that. Um, why, why, I guess, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, she like gestures to like the money. Am I allowed to ask questions? Sure. You might not get answers. Fair enough. Uh, why are you asking about Bahara and and that this Ephraim fella? Oh, and she looks at Pax. She goes, "No, you're not a marshal, are you? No, you're not like inv- you guys aren't looking investigating Ephraim's disappearance." Oh, come on. <laughs> No, that was a very funny guess. That's not it. Um, anything? No, she like looks visibly did. relieved. She like she's like, oh thank God, I'm not sitting at a table with two marshals. <laughs> uh, anything notable that Ephraim did uh, in Tobias Station? Uh, no, I mean he didn't come through here too often. Mostly, you know, uh, when when Salem was here, there was a decent chance Ephraim would show up. Um, he passed through here from time to time on militia business, but like not really alone, you know, with you know members of the company and whatnot. As far as I know, he just used it like the like most people use it, you know, stop by, resupply, move on, that kind of thing. Everyone was always it was always hard to find work though, right, At, around that time because people were always worried, you know, there's this this who wants to commit a crime while a detachment of militiamen are in town. Yeah, well, and the fact that like. If if he was there being like the eyes of Salem or something, I, I don't know. It was always weird. Things things everyone everyone always got tense whenever 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 Ephraim was around. But I mean, I uh, guess it makes sense. I I I lean over to um to to Roland and I go, "Are you okay if I leave? I just got an idea." Yeah, good. Okay. Uh, and I. I'm just like, see ya, like get up, and I, I head out to an LRC station. Was it something I said? No, probably not. She'd say it to your face if it was something you said. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what what else you're looking for. I mean, that's that's what I know for the most part. You know, nothing, nothing untoward. I mean, I, I, I guess. Then, if you're not militia, 
or if you're not marshals, who's who's uh, what's Bahar to you? Uh, he's a player in the station, and I like to know what their deal is. Okay. Um, so Bahara, is he based here? He, the way you talk about it makes it seem like he's only here occasionally. I mean, he's on the station now. Yeah. He's here. Um, uh, doing business. Uh, probably the upper crust. I don't know where he's staying. But he is in the station right now. But this isn't his base of operations. It's one of them. He's, he's here more frequent than some other players. I mean... He ain't no Gray Foster, uh, but but uh, he's he's here, you know, with some regularity as far as uh, people who drift in and out go. Um, anything else I should know about Mr. Bahara? Uh, yeah, I think I've seen or heard, uh, uh, you guys, yeah, you got, like, you got Harry working the bar, right? She's, she's slicking mm -hmm. drinks for you? Yeah, her and, her and Salem are close. Um, uh, she's, Harry's on her way to becoming a canoe, it seems like. That's, that's the word. Uh, she's, she's, she impressed Bahara, uh, a year or two back, and, uh, uh, since then, when he's here, he gives her work, and um, you know if she keeps performing well. He seems uh, he seems to uh, think she's uh, a good candidate for uh, family business. When did he get in this last time? That I don't know off the top of my head. I it's it's probably I think he, it was like a few weeks ago he came in, maybe a week or two. Great. Proxy, I say as I put five more spurs on the table, you've been extremely helpful. I have? Abby, hey, you know, anytime. Anything you need to know. Roxy's here. She says, like, taking the five spurs without asking any more questions. <laughs> Great. I wasn't here, and I leave. And she, like, sits there. Like, as you leave, like, she just kind of, like, leans back and, like, is a little like it's like she almost deer in headlights like she doesn't really know exactly what happened but she's really happy about it <laughs> like she's like kind of like has this like swell she's like hey, I need another drink <laughs> didn't even have to use all thirty five spurs <laughs> yeah Roxy will remember this. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, before we get to you, Pax, uh, Kinsey, you're in the, uh, uh, in the saloon. Doors are shut. Right. Body's there. Um, and, uh, there's a knock on the door. Uh, I... <clears throat> well, first, first the door tries to open. Sure. It doesn't work, and then there's a dun dun dun. Um... I disarm the trap that I had previously armed and answer the door. Just like, you know, keep the chain on, open it, crack. Uh, standing outside is uh, the bushy beard, hunched figure of Eli. He goes, Eli! Hey, uh, uh, you guys, you guys closed? Can I come back? You told me to leave. There was a body or something? 
No, no, Eli, I'm sure you're mistaken. I didn't know what you're talking about. Well, you said I could. Go, you guys were going in the vents. No, no, I. We had a pipe burst. I think you misheard. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kinsey, absolutely roll a manipulate test for me. Um, do I get a bonus if I give him a drink first? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, uh, hold on, uh, just just one second, Joel. I, I know, you're one of our best customers, but can you just hold on one second? I can't let you inside, you know, it's a, it's a safety hazard, but uh, let me get you a drink. Oh, alright. <laughs> I'll get, like, a, a, a rocks glass and fill it, like, halfway with whiskey. Sure, you bring it back to him. Uh, you can have a plus four to this manipulate test. Excellent, perfect. Um, do I have to be physically present in a scene to use motivational speaker? You do. Uh, oh, I, oh, did you roll? Oh, no, no. Yo, did you want to do any bamboozles or something? I do want to bamboozle him three times. Oh, my goodness. I love this because, like, Eli certainly has low discipline. <laughs> <laughs> someone who's bad at lying, talking to someone who's bad at telling when he's being lied to. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching my kids Little League game. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> Alright. Wish me luck on this one die. That's a hit. Uh, I have a two. I've got a seven. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Working in the single digits here. We got there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, uh, so you have one net success, right? Yes. Yeah, so he uh, uh, he takes the drink, and like as you like open the door, he is like trying to look in. He goes, "I don't see any water." It's in the back. It's in the back. It's, it happened in the kitchen, you know. And he takes a drink. And he goes, well, "If he's in the kitchen, then the bar's fine." <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't have anybody who can serve you, and it's look, it's about to leak into the bar. Can you just take take the glass, bring it back? I know you'll be here tomorrow. We we will be closed in the morning. We'll see about opening up in the evening, all right? Okay, you, I can take the glass. Just bring it back, all right? All right. Well, well, I, I guess we've got plugged in, but still. If, if I'm being honest, Ken, I, I'm, a, I'm a little clumsy. There, I cannot guarantee the safety of this glass. Uh, I, can't, I can't promise that it will return intact. I think we'll manage, Eli, then, but... Let's see, you know. Let let let's see if you can make it. Do you want to give it a shot? Sure. I mean, do we get another free drink if uh if I if I bring if it back? If you bring it back, if you bring it back, you can get two. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walks away, cupping the bottom of the cup with one hand. <laughs> this cup is now his ticket to two free drinks. <laughs> I am pretty confident about this bet. I think I, I think it's going to pay off. <laughs> Uh, so, so I close the door and get, lock it and go ahead and rearm the trap and I'm going to sit uh, at a bar stool with my pistol pointing at the door. Okay. Uh, I, I immediately saw the Quentin Tarantino shot of that of, <laughs> of that scene. Definitely <laughs> older, over the shoulder, you know, pointing yeah, at the door. Yeah. Um, all right, perfect. Uh, Pax, you said you were heading to an LRC tower. Yeah. Um, yes. 
whichever one is closest, it's pretty late, so I'm not necessarily concerned about being seen or anything. So. Okay. You're able to, yeah, I mean, you're, you're able to, to pop by. Um, the closest is probably the one that's not too far from the stables. Um, uh, kind of nearby the post office outside the station. It's dark, um, uh, uh, but luckily it is a clear night, so the two moons and the um, asteroid belt are uh, casting plenty of light um, uh, down for uh, you to find your way to the, the station in the shadows. Uh, yeah, so, it, uh, are there personal, like, terminals, ones without an operator? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, almost all of them are in this area. Because okay. people are coming and going so fast, there's not, like, an operator. Cool. Operators uh, are on the, are, are, are inside. Okay. Uh, so, um, <laughs> um, oh no. I would like to, oh no. I don't have my character sheet up. I ha I thought I did. I did not. Um, oh no. Everything is fine, everyone. Um, I would like to uh, uh, pop in um, uh, Miguel's um, LRC tag. Uh, LRC tag. Okay. Yeah. So you slot in uh, Miguel Reyes's LRC tag. Uh, and, uh, the LRC terminal lights up. You got, you know, local news bulletins, stuff like that. Um, there doesn't seem to be any personal correspondence, um, uh, uh at least recent personal correspondence to Miguel Reyes as he is deceased. Yeah. Um, and I would like to send a message to Marshall Yen. Okay. Uh, uh, what do you, what do you send to him? Um. Uh. Something along the lines of, um. Uh. I could use some info. I might have a lead on a missing person. What do you know about uh, Ephraim something or other? You or actually don't, you, you don't know Ephraim's, you don't know Ephraim's uh, last name. Uh, okay, so yeah, a, mil a militia member named Ephraim going missing in uh, Fort Dearborn territory. Anything? Okay, I do have to pause here. Apparently, Seth is in the witness protection program now. <laughs> Seth, you may want to cycle your video because you <laughs> you are uh, uh, anonymous now. <laughs> okay, that sounds terrifying. I'll I'll, I'll recycle. He's gone full hide behind. <laughs> he almost looks like like a, like a Renaissance painting, but look, when you look too closely, yeah, right? like the one that's like a lot of dots, but you got too close to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. You look great. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you send that to him. Anything else? Hope you're okay. <laughs> uh, and then, um, I don't, I don't sign it. Okay. 
he's smart enough, and if he's not smart enough, then I don't have a crush on him anymore. <laughs> uh, cool. So, yeah, you send that. And then I wait for like five minutes to see if just something comes back. It doesn't. <laughs> refresh. Refresh. <laughs> refresh. It doesn't even get marked as seen. No. Um, <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. Um, uh, but you, yeah, you like, you per, you know, you sit there for a second, you peruse a couple uh, local news bulletins. Nothing crazy. It looks like there might be another uh, rainstorm coming sometime soon. People, you know, there's storms around the area, so it might hit this area. Um, but you, you know, you refresh a couple more times, no immediate response. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then I'm just going to head back to, to, to the, the bar. I'm just going to head back to Empress. Okay. Uh, Roland, after you leave, uh, Roxy, where do you head? Probably just back to the bar. I miss I miss knowing people who mattered in the criminal underworld on a basis that I could just talk to them. <laughs> like it was a tightrope of trying not to get killed and influence them in the direction that I wanted, but like I don't know anyone here who I can just go and stir up shit like hide in the in the you know down in the muck that i've stirred up (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so uh roland and pax you both uh uh meet up uh not too far from the saloon as you're heading back yeah so what was your idea you are muted oh that's like just uh, <laughs> um, uh, I thought to reach out to Marshall Yen. Okay. Okay. Great. Huh. Um, I did want to ask you something. Um, why are you hiding from Harry what your plan is? I want to stress, there's no judgment here. I just want to understand. You, you mean the whole, like, the whole thing? Sure, yeah. I was trying to be a little bit more obscure um (laughs) um 4am in the lower levels you can say whatever down there um uh no I don't think that she would I don't think she'd be into it I think that she's I think that the kids here are kind of programmed from pretty young to like how their system works and she's got other kids who I rely on her 
and I think that the status quo is way better for her than in her mind than any trouble she could lose what she has and have nothing and so I think I, I think that's it that that's I don't think that she, she I don't think she trusts anybody and so to come on super strong like that is like you know kind of gonna just push her away I mean that's what it would do to me right like we were literally chained together that's how we became friends if you remember <laughs> I wouldn't have actually trusted you yeah yeah I, I would like to point out you did meet me after I had been arrested for a crime which I think does make me seem less trustworthy than I do out of hand <laughs> sure but like not the point I understand yeah okay um if that's I, I will back that play if that's what you want to do it does mean when it's go time she will be upset oh no I was just gonna wait to tell her um till we knew what was gonna happen right now it's just sort of this amorphous hey we're gonna tip over your cup and and let the water splash out all over the table and then there's just a mess yeah i took that all the way through it's a very good metaphor yeah it's a very good metaphor for what we usually do. <laughs> um, but I guess, like, so, you know, once we kind of, like, have, once there's more, once there's more information and it's not just chaos, I think that, I think that that's, um, when I tell her, but we don't have a plan. We have, I mean, we have a big plan, but we don't have any steps other than make friends, get a bar, dot, 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 revolution. <laughs> um, I have so. some things in the works, but I, I get it. Um, I would, I would try and avoid that topic coming up then. She's not a great read of people as my standards go, but she's not terrible. No, she knows something's up, but but I think she just thinks it's criminal activity rather than widespread social change. Okay. I mean... Kinsey's going to spill the beans at some point, and it's just going to happen, and I'm prepared. <laughs> he might not. Wow. I and said might. <laughs> <laughs> and then they open the door to Umbra's. <laughs> Who walks in first? <laughs> God, it's... 
I mean, honestly, I think it's Pax because it seems like you would be the type to just sort of be in front of me as a habit. Yeah. <laughs> so Pax walks uh, in first. But I set up the trap and I was just planning on jumping over it like I always do as I walk in. Was if that's just, what you do? Yeah. Then I go, wait, 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 wait. You've moved the trap, haven't you? No, no, no. It's it's still there. Just don't walk in. Just be careful. Did you put another trap? No, you 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 haven't walked in yet, so you don't it's the same trap. Just be careful. And let me you know what? Stop. I disarmed the trap. <laughs> but I can hear you. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Because you just walked over it, right? Yeah, here, Roland, give me your hands. I'll just pull you over it. No, I've disarmed it. It's fine. You're safe. I just didn't want it to happen again. Right. Now I know there's a trap there, so I can... I appreciate it, but, like, I don't forget things because I've looked away from them. (laughs) (laughs) I think Kinsey's sort of insinuating that you're not going to make it. Just, I'll just pull you over, and then everyone will be fine. Just... Just jump towards me. Just jump towards me. I'll pull Thank you in. Trap safety with Kinsey McCharlotte. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. You all make it into Umbras and shut the door. Uh, you know what? Um, you know, I can't, I can't check any experience on this because it wasn't used successfully. <laughs> well, the predator was evaded. <laughs> If I'm the predator. No. Um, Yeah, uh, so chat with Roxy went well, though I've learned less than I had hoped to. Um, Bahara is something of a big deal within the Kanum family, um, Mm. primarily a smuggler. Um, He's relatively frequently in Tobias Station, and he showed up in the station a few weeks ago. Um, Ephraim, to my surprise, despite his friendship with a high-ranking member of the Kanum family, is apparently a totally on-the-level militiaman. Um, was. Was. Well, probably still is. <laughs> Just because it's hard to be corrupt when you're dead. I mean, fair enough. I mean, I, I guess if you were corrupt, it's hard to get un. Basically, I think your state of corruptness maintains... Uh, we get it. <laughs> past the end of life. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah. Um, there's nothing notable about Ephraim other than his friendship with Bahara. Roxy didn't know of any, you know, well-known incidents or enemies they had made other than it generally rubbed people the wrong way that Bahara was friends with a militiaman who was not on the take. Hmm. So that means it could have been kind anyone. of anyone. Um, I guess? Does he have his, has his clothes like rotted away? Did I mean... we check his pockets? They are a bit rotted, right? You did. I, I I glazed over it before. It was when you were collecting the body. 
I assumed that you would do something like that, and I said you found no identifying features or anything. It looks like he's, it. every, everything's been emptied. Uh, it was only once uh, you found his artificial lung that he was able to be identified. Okay. Um, and uh, about how long, how, how long had he been dead, according to my readings? Um... It was a couple months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 like, it's, months. I think it's like been like, yeah, a handful of months. Do we know about any jobs that were happening within the Kanoom family around that time? Did you? I mean, a couple months ago, right? We were. We no. Were <laughs> not around. I think we were in the middle of, a, of the uh, Mad King's Gambit, if I recall. No, I think you were doing a Zimbalus. Uh, oh, you know, you so, might be right. So you've been at you've been at Tobias Station for three months. Um, you don't have an exact time of death, but you would assume that he died a handful of months ago. So anywhere from like four to six months ago uh, was when he died. Yeah. So he's he's been he's been dead since before you arrived in Tobias, uh, in Tobias Station. Right, right, right. Do you think Harry? I guess I, she would have us. Probably would have said something. She yes. probably would have said something to Salem. Well, then the only other person we can ask, it seems to me, would be Salem himself. Can we uh, vouch for when we arrived at Tobias Station? Is there anybody we can ask but Dr. Granger? What's the question? When Salem arrived? No, when we arrived at so we Station. That we didn't kill him. So that we didn't kill him and oh. we can help Salem and he doesn't kill us, you know. Oh, well, I mean, like... He probably won't kill us himself. He'll right. leave and then a week later a dozen jimmies will show up in the night. Don't worry. Lives. There's an exit now through the ceiling. <laughs> I can hold them off long enough. That's kind of the point. Uh, you you also have um, logs at the stable. When, okay. When All you right. arrived. Uh, I forget who it was, but someone was given a receipt. <laughs> Certainly, I, think I would keep that receipt. For yeah. Use in a con later. <laughs> <laughs> So you do have like a, it's, it was like one of them had like a little like device on their hip that printed out a little a little thing that was basically your lot number, and that in, included the time of uh, the time and date of your arrival. Of course, it's been three months, and you haven't had to pay stable fees for three months because you saved all the people in the stables. Um, but uh, if you think that you would have kept that receipt, that makes sense to me. Yes, and so Clyde would have known. Yes. Because he's the person that I checked in with. Uh, so I think absent the ability to, like, really further investigate who done it, hmm. um, the focus switches then to damage control. Um, and I think we should try and make this body look as not fucked up as we can before Salem gets here. How? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, he's wearing fungus-ridden clothes and has fungus all over him. Like, I've got pants and a shirt. 
Uh, do you think Salem would accuse us of removing evidence, or? I think we, we just bag up his clothes or something like that. Sure. Yes, no, I am absolutely. I I think he will be shaken up. Alternatively, and I I hate to even suggest it. We could get in the car and drive away. <laughs> it's very fast. It will be a long time before anyone catches us. We do have a letter to deliver. I I don't know that that's best, but I wanted to put the option on the table. I mean, we didn't we didn't kill him. And as long as no one knows before Bahara that this body is here, we are okay. So I guess we should maybe move I know I hate to do it move it through the kitchen but I think we move it downstairs and and open up and what happens when he gets here we, we close I think people would like to clear out when a high ranking member of the family arrives <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I running. We will. I we've we've already like. I really don't want to go to the wastes, and we can't go back to the garden. And right. <laughs> and we could never. We if we ran in this moment, I think we could never come back to Fort Dearborn safely. To Fort Dearborn territory. Sure. And we're just okay. marking like huge. I mean, I'm not opposed to running, honestly, but there are there are planes here. Like your car's fast, but it's not faster than a plane. They could figure out where we're going and get there quicker. I'd rather be given the chance to explain our situation than just be automatically pursued by the family for running in the first place. I guess I just can't stress enough that we haven't actually done anything wrong. Mm. And the risk isn't from the Canooms, I think, unless they were the ones who killed him. Mm. I think the risk is from whoever actually killed him. Right? Like, in the moment between... In, in the moment between this having the body and it not having been seen by the Canoom family representative there is this time period where the evidence could be destroyed then I think we get Harry back here and have her go get Salem now Unless anyone can think of anything we might find before now this evening. I mean, I was hoping to hear back from Marshall Yen. 
It's the first you heard of it, Kinsey. I'm sorry, who? Marshall Yen? Did you you bring... Are you bringing Marshall Yen here? No. No, I just sent him an LRC. Oh, okay, so like an an anonymous LRC from one of the random tags that you grabbed. Uh, I, I did use Miguel's. So, all right. Is that the best idea? Well, he he let us go, and he gets in trouble if if we're alive, right? So, and if we can get him more credit, why not? And Ooh. you okay. know, I mean, not that if it precipitates that way. I'm not saying that's like the plan to like have him come here and then like discover the body and then like like you know kind of like get really good credit and then like <clears throat> look really good and then like people are like you are awesome and and who is this person who helped you and um no oh, she's really cute <laughs> <laughs> okay all right but what, what if it doesn't follow that very specific progression of events. Why, why do he, I think it doesn't do that? No, no, no. What if it doesn't? What if instead he sees us with a dead body and decides to put us in the custody of, of the local authorities while he investigates it? You know, I'm just... He is, above all, a marshal. I think we did have some good times back in the day, but he's, he's committed to the law, I think. Well, I think... To be fair, he's a marshal out of Alonistad, so unless he Doesn't... weirdly was next door, I don't think he's getting here for at least a week or two. I mean, he, he could potentially, like, fly, but, like... We're not that big a deal. No. <laughs> alright, alright. Well, and, and also, right. I, don't, I just don't think he's coming here. I just, you know, if he did. Um, right, okay. But no, I just literally, all I did was like, hey, is, do you have any information about this guy? That's all I sent him. And, yeah, that's all. I really hope this body doesn't Why are you so high strung? Don't, I just, it's fine that I just. I just don't. No, it's, I'm sure it's fine. No, I'm sure it's fine. I'm just, I, I have a lot of, a lot of pots on the fire, you know, and and he's so cute, and I I think he's going to help us. Fine. I'm going to go check the LRC. No, I'm going. (laughs) You're going to go check the LRC again? I'm mostly just leaving. Okay. (laughs) First off. Everyone can have a grip for excellent RP. <laughs> uh, Pax, do you leave? Uh, yeah. Okay. Unless, unless, stop. Unless someone's, uh, yeah, I mean, she's got a little bit of time between the bar and the door to, uh, to be stopped. But she does begin to leave. I'm not going to physically restrain Pax in any world. <laughs> <laughs> She leaves. As she's leaving, I'm just going to be like, Pax, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to look at it from all angles. 
door shuts. I stand on the other side of the door. Should I go after her? God, there's so much going on contained within this 15 by 15 foot bar. And usually, usually, Kinsey, I have the capacity to sort of troubleshoot these interpersonal squabbles. And right now, I just need a drink. <laughs> I'm gonna have a drink, and I'm not gonna answer your question. <laughs> All right, right, okay. I'll I'll go after Pags. Okay, so Kinsey leaves. Also, Dan, take another another drink. <laughs> That is that is such a such a fantastic response. Um, uh, uh, you Pax, you haven't gone very far. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kinsey, you catch up to her extremely easily. No, I'm Pax. I'm I'm really sorry. I'm sorry that I am not as socially graceful as I should be, perhaps in this situation. But I don't think that we can solve this problem without all three of us working on it. Um, Roland's back at the bar. If Roland is overwhelmed with something, there is absolutely no chance of me being able to deal with it, especially without you. Okay. So if you need to take a moment and go and check the LRC, I, resp- I, I understand. No, it's just mean, It's been like 20 minutes and it's the middle of the night, I said. Um, I mean, maybe uh, not in a lot of dead. I don't know what the time difference is, but... Hmm. Um, Do I know what the time difference is, Tommy? Uh, you're on opposite ends of the planet. Yeah, I mean, oh. so it's like... <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the middle of the day there. Yeah. I mean, it's... It, the middle of the day for him, so he, maybe he's having lunch or or working, I suppose. Oh. Um. Well. Just if you go, you need to come back. That's that's all I'm saying because we need you, and I certainly need you. Okay. Well. Did. Did you want me to? find Harry or I sure yeah so I, guess I, don't, I, could... I don't know that I actually can I haven't figured out where she lives yet but <laughs> actually yeah no I'll just come back and I'll just come back after I maybe I'll just go check the LRC really quick and then fine all right and then uh and and then I'll come right back and also um you should check the vents. Just the ones leading into the bar? I mean, our building, the whole, all of them, in the, like, in the bedroom, in the kitchen, in the, in the main bar, check them. Um, I feel like there's like a 20% chance that Harry is listening to. Oh, just- Oh, okay. Does she? Yeah, she knows he, about the fence. Well, I mean, she's seen me crawl up 
into them and that's fair. <laughs> and that I've been cleaning them and also I've seen her in there before doing other stuff. Don't tell her that. No, no, of course. Um but she might be listening. Which would be okay. But um But just, you know, like she doesn't have to spy. She could She could just be part of this, I think, yes. Would be better for us to be straightforward with her, probably. Yeah. Also, she doesn't know about the whole revolution thing because I'm trying to soft roll that in. So just, you know. Um. Yeah, you know, at first glance, I would say she would absolutely go for it. But, you know, perhaps not. I think she's pretty comfortable with her position in the family. But yes, I, I'll, I'll check the vents and make sure that she's not there. And if she is, I'll just tell her to come down for breakfast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good idea. Yeah, and I'll I'll make you breakfast too. Don't do it. Don't worry. If oh I need no, hungry. I'm really not hungry. But no, no, please, I insist. You need to eat something. I don't see you eat enough. <laughs> I'm worried about you. You know? <laughs> need your energy. <laughs> uh, well, I usually get breakfast from Wilma. Oh, from that woman whose floors you sweep? Yeah, the... Oh. Yeah. But, I mean, not today, obviously. I guess I, right. I'm not really hungry, but I probably should eat. So, um, yeah, okay. I'll... Um, I'm just gonna... Just, alright, I'll do the... Okay, also, definitely lock the door. Right. And I'll keep the trap unset. Well, I guess you you can hop over it fine. No, keep the, keep the trap... Keep, keep it set. Understood. And also maybe have this the door open to the basement. You could hide there if, if you can't get to the vents, I guess. Alright, that's fair. Okay. Alright. Okay. Let me know what, what Marshall again says. I mean he's probably got knock up it, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, and um uh, yeah, so I guess I'll jog to the LRC station. Okay. Uh, so Pax jogs off. Kinsey, you return to the bar. Uh, if you're going to be checking the vents, go ahead and roll an endure test for me. Or sorry, a negate test for me. I've cleaned those. <laughs> yeah. Do, do we have a? Uh, I I I've talked to Doctor Granger, so I know about the danger of Granger danger of the uh, <laughs> of the mold and things. Uh, do we have a mask, uh, a filtered mask that I can wear? Uh, it depends. I mean, I know Pax has been using hers. I don't know if she has that in a communal space. Uh, it's actually Roland's, so it is... Oh, uh, it is. You, we have a group filtration mask. One of you can have a... <laughs> It's explicitly the worst use of it. Um, we share it with everyone, but... <laughs> been working on other things. He's busy. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Kinsey, roll, uh, what's the, what is the quality of your filtration mask, girl? Tommy, I don't own anything I've made for myself that is anything less than excellent quality. <laughs> that makes sense. I didn't know if you made it. Um, so... No, I think I got it out of character creation, so, like, I sort of made it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, alright, so that's gonna give you a plus one reliability to this negate test, and it's gonna give you a plus one to your skill. Um, and there's no negative modifiers or anything because Pax has done a thorough job cleaning this part of the vent. I think it also gives you an automatic hit. 
It does. It does give you one automatic success against airborne toxins, which this exactly is. Um, Pax, you jog back to the LRC tower. Um, You slot in Miguel's chip, uh, turn it on, hit refresh, no response. I put in shows. I put in, I take all the LRC towers of the Dead Man's Gang, just in case. Sure, sure, sure. Um, which which LRCs do you have from the uh, Dead Man's Gang? I know you have Miguel's. I know you have, do you have Cho's? Because she died on Gati land. I don't think you had a chance to loot her. No, I don't think I have Cho's. I, I do have Sierra's because I stole it when I stole the, the or no, I don't have Sierra's. Yeah, you don't because have Sierra's. I took, the, I took the quiver instead of the. I suppose you would have Rosa's, because uh, you I, did kill Rosa. I, yeah, I have Rosa's and Miguel's and Bo's and yeah, cause Matt, uh, Rufus. Sure. And Maddie, we, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, have Maddie Rufus. And the, the tunnels. Yeah. Uh, did, you have, did you have time to loot Maddie? I don't know. Hmm. Or Matt, yeah, Mad, the Madman. Um... Either way, yeah, so you slot them all in. You get to Rufus's, you slot it in, and it just says, there's a message sent from that LRC tag to itself, and it says, see you soon. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what the fuck? That's for later. Um, <laughs> I share that later. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, otherwise, no responses or any other correspondence. And then I just, like, one last time put in uh, Miguel's, just in case. Refresh. 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 Nothing. God damn it. <sighs> you didn't like me. Uh, and I, uh, and yeah, I returned to the bar. Okay. Uh, Kinsey, how'd you do on your negate roll? Would you believe I got four hits on my negate roll? Ooh, right. And I only nice. rolled two dice for it, so it's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you you are fine. The filtration mask does its job. You are tough enough to uh, be okay. Uh, you do a check on all the vents. Um, it doesn't. You're a very good tracker. You don't see any sign of passage or anything like that. Um, uh, you're, you're pretty confident that, um, if Harry was listening in, it was not through the vents. Okay, sure. Yeah. No, no sign uh, of anyone being in the vents besides you guys. And then I'll, uh, get started on breakfast for us. Sure. Yeah. What I have you roll before? <laughs> oh, you. That was a great, great question. I think it was, was it lore? It was survival. I, I gave you, I gave you a bunch of different options. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, am I super good at breakfast? Uh, if you have a recipe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's if it's a recipe, it's more, right? Yeah, go and for then it. survival's more if I if I like. And in I think the, or no, I think it ended right? up being uh, an attribute only, wasn't it? Wasn't it an attribute only for today? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's right. Yeah. It was either it, we 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 distilled it down to an attribute only test because the skill doesn't really fit, 
and we decided it was tenacity because you were just really determined to make make good food. Good breakfast. It's important. The most important meal today. Yeah, it was either personality if you're like really bringing some flair to it, reasoning if you just know a recipe very good, and tenacity yeah. if God damn it you're making breakfast. <laughs> I think it's definitely one of those situations. Um, come on now. Um, well, that's fine. I am going to play to the gallery on this because it's important. Damn it. Okay. Uh, that that helps me to count my thirteen. Uh, which is three hits on this breakfast. Hey. Um, yeah, you make an exquisite breakfast. Uh, savory with a little bit of spice, uh, with like uh, some a little side dish that has like just a little bit of sweetness to it. Um, it's very good. Uh, Pax, you get back the the bar, surprisingly, with a dead body sitting in it. Smells great. <laughs> because, <laughs> because Kinsey is cooking. Uh, Roland, what have you been doing during this time? Uh, I have made myself a long harbor iced tea. <laughs> stop. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Taking that drink. And I've sat down at the card table, and I'm drinking that drink while I play solitaire. <laughs> uh, Pax, you return. You hear the sound of cooking and humming in the kitchen as uh, as Kinsey is making breakfast. Roland has a tall drink in front of him uh, and is just flipping out cards and putting them in certain spots. Okay. Um, I walk back... <laughs> and, and right over there, not very far from Roland, is the dead body of Ephraim. <laughs> Just um, fucking rigor mortis, like decayed. Like mummified yeah. grossness. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I am going to walk through the kitchen and grab my gear uh, and load up. And sit, uh, like, set up, like, in a chair in front of the door. I've got, like, my shield, right, like, within reach, and I've got my guns in reach, and, like, I'm, if someone is coming in, and they're coming through the door, they're gonna have some trouble. (laughs) Hmm. Um, well, you know, like, ten feet back or something, like, you know, um. Arm the trap, that kind of thing. Yeah, like... Like, there might not be trouble. But if there is, you're going to shoot it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you got, you got like, a, one of the, like, a table, and, like, you're sitting on a chair, you got a table with, like, the, the shield and Miguel's gun, like, leaning up against it, uh, and you got all your gear, you're ready, you're sitting and staring at the door, Roland, you're finishing up uh, your Ion Harbor iced tea, uh, and Long you're... Long Harbor iced tea. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you're... And you're <laughs> 
You're flipping over uh, cards. Kinsey, you come out uh, with breakfast. Um, uh, very delicious breakfast. Uh, Roland, it is somewhat refreshing. Uh, pair, it doesn't like pair with your drink, but like after drinking that much alcohol, getting this kind of like, you know, very greasy, delicious breakfast is very nice. Um, and uh, Pax, it gets set down next to you. Uh, and Kinsey, I assume, stares at you until you take a bite. It's very good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she takes a bite without looking. And it is good, though. It is very tasty. I can't stress it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll sit down at the bar and, and eat my breakfast as well. Okay. Is your plan just to, just to like, stay up overnight watching the door and then wait until, basically, Salem shows up? I'm not going to be able to sleep. How about the rest of you? Man, I was gonna go to bed. I don't have more to say. Uh, I'm sleep, thank you sleep. for breakfast. I'm yep. going to go to bed. We should put a sheet over the body. <laughs> have we not done that yet? Oh no! Roland no. says, like, 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 uh, like clawing the top of the glass of his of his uh, drink. He says that kind of lazily, pointing at the body, and like sets the drink behind the bar without watching it, and walks back to the bedroom. <laughs> I think I think somewhere in the bar there is a, a tasseled wall hanging. And I'll just pull that down and cover <laughs> up the body with it. Nice. Um, perfect. Uh, so, yeah, you lay that over. Um, Pax and Kinsey, if you're staying up overnight uh, monitoring the door, um, I need you both to roll an endure test. Um, it could also be a discipline test. I'd, I'd allow either, uh, given the emotional charge of the situation. Uh, discipline this, this or is, endure. To resist fatigue. Fatigue, perfect. God, I'm so bad at both of these. Um, whatever. If I fall asleep, I'm just going to end up accidentally shooting somewhere. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> not me. Ah, come on. Go, 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 go. No, uh, I'm going to play the gallery. You guys are giving me so much grit. Give it, give it to me if you can. I gave you an extra. <laughs> yeah, but like, I need a lot of grit for the days to come. <laughs> All right, so if I get one auto hit fatigue and a success, uh, and on my re-roll, I got a 20. Is that still a misfire? Even no, though I the uh, misfires, misfires, uh, first off, your auto success doesn't contribute to miss, like, doesn't matter for the misfire. Uh, it's all in okay. the dice, and it's only the first roll. Any re-rolls or anything do not do misfires. It's straight up the first roll determines whether or not you misfire. You get reliability into a misfire, which is good. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thematically very funny if you could, though. <laughs> this gun is very reliable. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, so, Kinsey, how many successes did you roll? Oh, that's two altogether. Okay. And uh, Pax? Three. Okay. Um, so, Kinsey, you take one direct-to-hit point damage. Okay, fair enough. 
um, as uh, uh, Pax is very alert, sitting right there. Kinsey, you are also very alert, but you know, Pax, ha- you're, you got a few years on Pax, and it's, it's just not the same. You know, if when you were Pax's age, you know, staying up all night and staring at a door with a gun in your hand was just, you know, was nothing. It was, yeah, you did that every Sunday. Um, uh, but but now. Um, you're getting on in your years just a little bit and you're starting to feel it as uh, as you know your back like the stool just isn't comfy you, you have to like get up off your off the stool for a bit to like stretch your back whereas Pax is just sitting there like relentlessly staring at this thing however um, unless unless Dan protests because he will be left out I will require Pax and Kinsey to roll shoot the shit for staying up together all night <laughs> Great. do it cowards you won't Wow. <laughs> okay. Man, we just made up after having a fight. I know, we did so well. We did so good. You did you did a great job, but the thing is, like, you are alone in a room in silence. <laughs> right. For for uh, we're not alone. Ephraim is here. Sure. Okay. Oh man. I just thought of a thing that I would like to do, Tommy. Sure. I'm consuming a tech cube. Okay. I make a memory foam pillow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you do. <laughs> this it's... is the best pillow I've ever slept on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get back, you look at your your like lumpy pillow before you go to sleep, and you're like, "That's not gonna do it." So you stay up for like I'm a. Talking to a member of the Kanum family tomorrow. You're dead to me. And then I pull out a tech cube. <laughs> and I sleep to sleep in my hammock. In your hammock, yeah. <laughs> I've spent a grit to make my own luck so that I can have a success. Okay. Kinsey nice. has a success. Pax, uh, Pax, what'd you roll? Three successes. Perfect. So we'll start with Kinsey. Kinsey? Yes. Pax gets to learn something about you. Uh, or mm-hmm. rather, Pax, if there's something you want to learn about Kinsey, you can, you can, you know, angle for it. Either way. Either Kinsey's feeling talkative or Pax is feeling inquisitive. But one way or another, something about Kinsey is revealed. you you did this like when you were in the militia right what the, wait for people to uh, invade a space so that I could shoot them I mean I mean sure but like mm. no like watch and like you know uh, like oh I've done my fair share of watches at the time for sure uh not usually uh, indoors. I mean, a, a lot of what the company did was uh, trapping and hunting and, and, and pathfinding and 
discovering, you know, guarding explorers and, and shipments and things like that. But uh, indoors is a very particular experience because I just have one thing that I'm watching for rather than a bunch of things that could happen in any direction. Well, I mean, like, one thing you're watching and then, like, multiple things you're listening. Sure, or, right. Yeah, okay, cool. And then, sense. um, uh, and... I guess, like, you never, you know, well, I mean, you don't really talk about, like, yourself in the the past tense at all, you know. Um, True. But, like, you, you, like, specifically don't really talk about um, your time with them. Why? Mm. I suppose... Were they, like, uh, bad people? Did you not like who you were when you were with them? Like, uh, is it just, like, it was really boring? Or, like, (laughs) is it, like, there's, like, a heartbreak situation where, like, you fell in love with your captain, but you weren't able to, like, you know, like, be together because, like, the rank differences and, like, um, or, like, um, you're, like, you're, like, pet died (laughs) you know nothing so romantic as that I mean you know you have your your uh, interpersonal things and such and I suppose I've had a handsome captain or two but uh, no it's just it was an interesting time for me I really uh, don't care for the the wastes in general. It's kind of a hot and dreary and melty kind of thing, and that's where we ended up spending most of our time. I mean, a, a lot of what Fetson and Fetson did uh, depend on Snollygaster Snollygast, uh, uh, hide. So, uh, I just don't... If I think about it too much, it, it, I get sicky, you know? <laughs> Like, you think about the humidity, and it's just... Uh, and then, you know, in the middle of that, you're wrestling a snollygoster and trying to knock it out so you can strip it tight. I mean, it, 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 it's not... I don't want to say sporting, because that implies that I kill things for sport rather than for survival, but it's not... It's not fun to kill something for, for economic means, you know. Uh, of course, you know, you... you kill for meat, and you hunt and you trap for survival for yourself, but trapping for for hides and for furs and for just the tertiary things and, and not being able to use every single part as much as you want to, and, you know, having quotas, oh my god, quotas, uh, just, it, it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't pleasant and not for any traumatizing reason, just not fun. Does that make sense? Yeah. And now, on the other hand, I have a, a relationship, well, I have a friendship with an animal that cares for me and, and, and you know, we, we help each other out and, and I'm not so much having to fend for myself against animals as so much as become part of 
uh, an ecosystem, perhaps. Rather than being a damage to the ecosystem, I'm a part of it now. And I'm a part of your ecosystem, I suppose, and, and Roland, too. I mean, we've kind of created our own little herd, I suppose. I'm going to take that how you meant it and not how it sounded. What do you mean? How does it sound? Like... Nope, nope, that's a trap. Nope, that's a trap. So, no, I'm, trust me, I know my traps, okay? I'm just asking a question. No, you're, you're my friend, and there's honestly nothing I value so much as a, the, the, an intactness of, of one's primal instinct, right? So us as a herd, as a group, you know, it's a, it's a very strong natural bond. Yeah. So, <laughs> what you're saying is that we're 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 family. <laughs> yes, yes, I suppose I am. Yeah, and I mean, not mindless like an animals scrounging around, trying to eke out existence and failing uh, as we die to predators one by one. So. Um, I mean, with that too, but uh, I see what you're saying. Right. We're just like family doesn't have to be like you know blood relations, right? No. Feels like an excellent opportunity to point out, Pax. You got three successes, which means uh, Kinsey and Pax, you bond over something. So, like, you know, you don't. So, like, I don't know. That's what I would say. If we were, that we were, like, more like family than, like, then, 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 I mean, you could be both. Right? Oh. You, you, both family and, and friends? I mean, I would hope so. I, I consider you a friend, Pat. Good. Uh, yeah, because, like, I don't have any friends. No, me either, trust me. Or any, I, I figured that. And then I'll, or, <laughs> or, or family. Like, you know, like, you've got, you, you found your mom, and, like, you have a, a sister you get to get to know, and, like, you know, you got to wipe your dad off the face of the earth, which was nice, and, mm, um, and then, like, you probably have that, like, homestead family, too, if, you know, you ever went back to the garden and wanted to see them. And then you've got the whole, like, nomad pack, basically. So that's, like, really nice. And, and like, Roland never talks about him at all. I'm not even really sure that Roland is his actual name. It probably isn't, right? But I it's, mean, like, it... his chosen name, so I've never asked. Sure. But, like, yeah, because, like, because, like, you know, when I went into servitude, I, like, all of my friends uh, were, like, oh, 
well, your mom was a bad person. So like, hmm. we'll never see you again. Bye. And then, uh, and then, you know, my dad died, which right. is why I could, you know, burn that MRF or did the ground and, <sighs> uh, get out. Um, because <laughs> it was totally unfair. Though it's not always unfair. There were some. Anyway, I'm not gonna get into it. Um, but basically, it was. It's about like the choice, right? And you get to Roland can choose what his name is, and I get to choose to like be where I want and do what I want, and and to help all these other people, and they can choose to accept my help, and you and you can I can choose that you guys are my friends and family. In, in a lot of ways, the the choices you make are uh, much more important than the circumstances you're born into, I think. And that's what makes a, a family you choose such a strong bond, because you do it on purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. why, that's why I've never asked Roland anything about himself because hmm. he's chosen not to share anything ever except for that he has a fake degree which uh you know i always wonder though do you know anything about roland i guess i've never, never really thought about it i, I think mean, about it all the time i just said totally yeah. I, I know that he, he used to be a teacher, right? But he, right, but he, he, fake, every well, time he says that, he's not like, yeah. I wasn't really a teacher, but I was a teacher, you know? like Right, because he was teaching. I'm a doctor, but, but not that kind of doctor, and even right, really that yeah, kind of doctor, no, so. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> Who can follow? I mean, yeah. So, like, because he does all the things that he, like, pretends that he can oh, do. Oh, right, yes, no, I mean, so, he's like, definitely educated of some sort. Right. What do you think his name was? I don't know. He's always struck me as a Chester. What? <laughs> no. Don't you think? Uh, at this moment, as you, it's like it, this is well into the in the like the morning, almost afternoon time. Where you guys have been up all night. You're very slap happy. Uh, and uh, uh, right as you suggest that maybe Roland's name is Chester, uh, Roland, uh, you step into the proper uh, saloon, having uh, having rested. And both of them look at you. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Roland. <laughs> Afternoon. Right, right, right. How, I'm gonna how make coffee. Did you guys? Oh did you guys God, not coffee make coffee? Good. How what? did you not make coffee? <laughs> oh, I don't actually know how. It's just, I just beans didn't and water. And Roland makes coffee. <laughs> uh, and uh, just as Roland's uh, finishing up the coffee, passing it out, uh, it's a refreshing for Kinsey and Pax as you both were uh, skirting with, uh, uh, flirting with uh, flagging. Um, uh, there's a knock on the door. 
I thought you were about to say, and that's where we'll take a break. You have yeah, I'm so, I'm so expecting <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh... Okay, I'll get to see who it is. Okay. Uh, Roland, you walk up, psh, open up the door. Well, no, 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 hold on. That implies the door has opened much more than I think it would. <laughs> you, you do the same thing Kenzie did, where it's like, psh. Uh, you look through you see uh, a man uh, with broad shoulders um, in a very nice suit um, and uh, a fine hat almost as fine as your Hamburg uh, Hamburg, um, hat Uh, uh, look at you Um, he's got um, uh, like a toothpick in his mouth and he pulls it out and he like kind of glances at the room behind you, kind of sees like the form of like Pax sitting there, and he goes, "Hey, can I help you?" Yeah, I'm with uh, Salem Bahara. I Are understand. You Salem Bahara. No. But I understand you're expecting him. Well, that seems like it would be his business, and you would know if you were associated with him, and he sent you. He did. I'm here to make sure it's safe. I understand you got a dead friend of his. I'm here to make sure everything's fine. Name's Jimmy. Hello, James. <laughs> <laughs> Mind letting me in? I'm just gonna do like the quick mental math on this person. Pax would win in a fight, yes? <laughs> <laughs> it might be a fight, um, but the fact that you also have you and Kinsey in there, you think you got, you like, if it's just this dude, you three could probably take him. Great. Uh. All right, James, you may come into our bar. I appreciate it. He takes off his hat. You open the door the rest of the way. He pulls the toothpick out of his mouth. He walks in and goes, nice place. Not sure about the decor, though. He says, gesturing to the dead body. Well, we're trying it out, see how it looks. I think it might play come winter. (laughs) He smiles at that and he goes, you two can stand down to Kinsey and Pax because, you know, they're armed and waiting. Not going to cause any trouble, are you? We only give as good as we get, so it depends on you, I guess. All right. Uh, do any of you intend harm to Salem Bahara? No. Okay. I mean, again, if he attacks us. Right, 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 right. But you're not like you're not planning on ambushing Salem Bahar or anything. This is not a moment no. where as this guy tries to get a read on you, any of you are trying to hide the fact that you plan on like attacking or kidnapping or otherwise harming Salem Bahar, right? Nah, I'd take him from his home. Then none of you need to roll. As he kinda eyes you over and goes Alright then. Uh and he uh steps back, does a little like whistle with two fingers. Uh, and then he leaves. <laughs> and uh, a few moments later, um, 
uh, uh, you see uh, walking down the hall uh, another man. Um, he's got uh, a beautiful brown skin, um, a very uh, uh, cleanly kept um, beard that has just a couple speckles, like a couple, like just a peppering of, uh, of, of gray in it, uh, mostly at the chin part. Um, uh, but the rest of it just like slightly black, uh, like mostly black, but a little bit gray, but the chin is, is pretty gray. As he walks through, he's got, um, a very clean hair, um, no hat on. He's wearing a, um, deep green and brown, uh, uh suit, uh, with a, uh, ribbon tie at the neck that, uh, is made of exquisite material. You assume a Lonestead weave, um, uh, as, uh, he walks in. Uh, uh, and like stops. I, I assume I don't know if any of you are at the at the door watching, but or if you're just waiting inside the bar watching the door. Um, I'm near the door. So he he stops and sees you, and like he looks like very composed, um, but a little tense, and he goes, "I am Salem Bahara. What is your name?" Roland Hollis. He reaches out a hand to shake yours. I shake his hand. I appreciate you inviting me to your saloon. May I come in? Please. Be our guest. He walks in. Door shuts behind. And he sees Kinsey. He sees Pax. Then his eyes glide over to the covered body of Ephraim. That's where we're going to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. All right. So when we last left off, uh, these three drifters uh, had invited Salem Bahara of the Kanum crime family uh, into their saloon uh, to inspect the body of his long-lost friend, Ephraim. Uh, somebody who these three didn't kill at all, but did find. Why would uh, you say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Salem stands there. He's almost as... Uh, he is just like a little bit shorter than you, Roland. Um, uh, he stands there. Sees the the covered up body, takes a deep breath, and then goes, uh, turns to Pax and Kinsey and goes, I am Salem Bahara. What are your names? Kinsey McCharlotte. Jane, you can call me Jane. As you wish. Please. Tell me how you found him. Uh, that was me. Um, we're doing some work cleaning the vents because there's not... There's, there's... They're not in great shape. Um... And, uh, that's where he was. Um, 
and it took a little bit of time to get him out of there because um, there's some nasty stuff in there um, yeah did you learn anything else he was poisoned By whom? We don't know. I see. He's he was in there for like a couple of like maybe like four or five months. Yes. Uh, he takes a few steps towards it and gestures uh, to the body. May I? Please. He walks up, stops and hesitates just for a moment before reaching out his hand and pulling the cloth down to look at the decayed face. He stares at it for a second and then folds the cloth back down, like kind of like laying his hand on the on the forehead of the body. And he goes... Who else knows about this? That there's a body or who it is, who we think it is, I guess. Both, I suppose. Um. Everyone in this room and the young woman who told you. Oh, and there's a drunk named Eli who may or may not know that there was a body involved, but I, I don't believe he knows who it could be. He takes a few steps away, uh, looking poised as if, uh, as if in a negotiation. He goes, This Eli, can you control who he talks to? I think he mostly talks to us, but uh, I mean, I, I can certainly uh, I can I can inspire him uh, to maintain a certain secrecy. What does he do? Do you know I've never asked him? He's the neighborhood drunk, by and large. Ah. No one else. Harry tells me that the three of you are good people. As far as people can go in the Badlands. Three capable drifters is the way she put it. Are you capable? Of what? I need to know what happened to my friend. The fewer people know that he's found, 
the more likely it is we can find out what happened. The way I see it, Alana has delivered the three of you here in order to continue forward and find out what has happened for my friend. I can pay, if need be, for your services. He reaches into his jacket and pulls out um, uh, a like small like leather pouch and like sets it down. You'd guess there's probably about uh, twenty to thirty spurs in that pouch. For the sake of our ensured safety, I I feel compelled to ask you: um, Would this be a job we are doing for you? Or a job we are doing for the Kanoom family. That is a simple sounding question, but the answer is far from simple. You are doing this job for me, given that I do not know who I can trust. There are many people who I do business with, both within and outside of my own family, who could find motivation to end this beautiful man's life. I need to know who did it, all parties involved, so that I can take action. Three of you here as far as I have heard, run a successful saloon. Quite nice for the lower levels. You're in the excellent position of not being attached to me in any way whatsoever. With the sole exception of your choice in bartenders. If you're able to find out what happened to my friend, I can reward you. It is very important to me. Would you trust us if we didn't take your money? I would be intrigued, to say the least. But refusal of spurs is not a cause to mistrust someone should they have a good reason what would your reason be if I may as you pointed out yourself we run a successful saloon so the spurs are nice but ultimately not something we're currently wanting for. I suspect what you can offer that we would want is more intangible. He like glances towards the bar and goes and walks behind it. Starts making himself a drink slowly. 
Do then enlighten me. Uh, I, 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 Dan can tell that Pax wants to say something, so I assume that Roland can tell that Pax wants to say something. (laughs) Can I tell what Pax wants to say? Um, I don't know. Uh, she, like, she's definitely, you can, I mean, because you know her, right? She's definitely, you, you see that she's definitely uncomfortable with taking payment ahead of accomplishing the job and you have known previously that she's not really interested in being involved with any family right because even when it was in the garden she was like not really on board so like she doesn't necessarily know what she wants to say but Roland is definitely smart enough both like to like, like know what her qualms are yeah great um to be perfectly honest right now there's not much we want for me. but at some point i suspect you will be in a position to help us out if we can solve this mystery for you i would like a favor Dealing in favors is risky business. The scale of any favor I'd be willing to give is not a quantifiable sum. Are you willing to potentially not be able to collect on what you believe is due? I'm not particularly worried about finding something that we might need that you are willing to help with. then I see no reason to mistrust you. You need not take the spurs. He finishes his drink, takes a sip of it, sets it down, taps his uh, finger on the lip of the glass, and he goes, This gin is awful. He slides it away and goes, In a show of good faith, allow me to arrange for you to have better stock. I didn't think that would be necessary. Why don't we wait for payment for services rendered? And then if you still got a mind for it and you'd like to be generous no one owes anyone anything until until the the culprit is found he like cracks a, a, a tired looking smile and he sets his hands on the bar and he goes You three seem nervous. Is this your first time? No, that's the problem. 
Ah. Well, allow me to assure you. The offer of better gin to serve, should I ever have to set foot in here again, comes without strings attached. Harry speaks highly of you. I trust her judgment. I believe the three of you might just be what I need here in Tobias Station. I understand you have a problem with authority. Sort of a prerequisite of being a drifter. Quite so. I don't know who to trust. Whether it be Sheffield, Acosta, Gatti, O'Malley, or even Morales. I need to know. I need three people who are willing to make enemies in order to find out what I want to know. Have I come to the right people? If not, I can compensate you for the information you've given me and our business can be concluded. Um, I, I would like to fact check that. Sure, how's that? Uh, I, I need to know if he's lying. Sure. Well, which part? Uh, that he would pay us for the information and our business would be concluded. Oh, sure. I'm legally required to ask, though I know the answer is no. Has my dress impressed him? Are you wearing the Homburg? Tommy, <laughs> it scans people's faces so that I can use them later. Of course I'm wearing the Homburg. You are dressed, you are dressed to impress. <laughs> it, is a, it is a very fine hat. Uh, you are up against a 13. Um, dang. Well, I have a 13. Okay. So, um, you're not, the one thing you know for sure, whether or not he is telling the truth about his intention, you know, regardless of if he's telling the truth or not, you are now on his radar. And so maybe he comes back and tries to lord something over you later about this. Maybe he doesn't. But no matter what, you know that you are now a known entity to a high-ranking member of the Kanoom family. And mm -hmm. that can always come back. Yeah. I mean, I already didn't super-duper feel like we were in a position where we were being asked to do a job so much as told to do a job. But... <laughs> No, you've you've come to the right place. Excellent. I do appreciate your willingness to speak to me. 
If you've had previous entanglements with the family before, I understand how difficult something like this could be. Three capable drifters such as yourself could easily have coerced or dispatched of Harry, disposed of the body in your very special plant, and gone about your business without ever drawing attention. The willingness to speak to me face to face is something I admire. Truly. And he steps back around from the bar and he nods and goes, find out what you can about Ephraim's death. If you have any questions, now would be the time. Did you love it? To you. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Kinsey looks at both of them like very personal. <clears throat> it matters. He turns the packs. Yes, quite dearly. He didn't deserve this. Who knew? I suspect many people assumed. If you're asking who I spoke with about it, no one. Why? It was already bad enough. Me spending time with a member of the militia. High ranking. Ear to the governor. Sworn to uphold the law if need be. Protector of the factory town's desires. There is no need for me to share that with anyone. I apologize if this is offensive to you, but it informs an investigation. I understand. Your relationship was only personal, never professional? Correct. We knew who each other were. We never worked together on anything. He never asked me to walk a different path. And I never did him. We transcend the lives we're born into. What ha- what- is there anything that happened, um, 
like four or five months ago, did something change for he disappeared? Did you make a like a did you take action on something? Um, make anyone particularly angry <laughs> in the months preceding his disappearance? No. Not particularly. Business was operating as usual. I suppose he may... His movements were not always known. Part of having a bit of a target on your back, I assume. He was a scout, you see. He would go out alone for months and months at a time, finding new paths, new areas to set up garrisons for the militia. His whereabouts were never quite public knowledge. Though I suppose one thing I assumed led to his disappearance might have been that Fort Dearborn announced that they were going to be trailing, uh, you know, blazing new paths, trailblazing new paths through the Cloudbreak Mountains to further secure their northern borders. The governor and the militia are always concerned every year or two about the fact that they don't own any territory in the northern pole and at any point a threat could come from there or they need eyes on it for Dearborn is quite paranoid. I suppose someone who knew of Ephraim and his prodigious skill would easily be able to assume that he could be found in the Cloudbreak Mountains at that time. Now, how he ended up here, in Tobias Station, well, it's quite perplexing to me. Last I had heard, he was leaving for the mountains. He had no cause or reason to come here. Leaving from Fort Dibble? Yes. I knew he thought of Tobias Station as somewhat of a safe haven for him. He would come through from time to time to resupply. He always seemed to refer to it as a place where he felt secure. But apparently that was less of a sure thing than he believed. Who 
was he close with here? If he if he was staying here with someone, who would he have stayed with? Well, there is an inn in the station. It's tends to offer lower rates for militiamen. It's called the Jade House. Hmm. It's in the central levels. If he was staying here for some time, I would assume that was where. Though I checked with them, and they seem to have no record of him being here any time near his death. Something I found quite odd. But my ability to investigate this without drawing attention, of course, is limited. Hmm. And you wouldn't be here had anyone made threats, uh, overtures, or anything like that, right? No, whoever did this seemed not inclined to let me know. If I were to venture a guess, whoever did this is someone who has grown tired of looking over their shoulder for me to betray them through the militia. Um, who, in your mind, uh, stands to benefit most by you? Frankly, who benefits most from your pain? <laughs> there are a handful of people, to be sure. My close friends within the business, my family, Uh, you only got, you only got one success to read them, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, well, that was on, like, specifically to check if he was lying. I was going to, at some point, use the empathetic talent. Yeah, go for it. This is a perfect opportunity. Uh, I forget, is it manipulate or just personality? I believe it is just personality. So he is, one thing you get from him is he is like extremely good at compartmentalizing. (laughs) He is uh, standing in a room with uh, the body of um, the former love of his life, it seems. Um, And he is accustomed to pain and, uh, and the... He's grown the, the the skill to like completely compartmentalize any emotions he has 
in order to conduct business, um, which is what he's doing now. He is uh, allowing you guys to question him so that he can hopefully set you on the right path. However, you do sense that he is withholding from you. So uh, the, you got four successes. It's something that he it's you get the sense that there is something that he doesn't like like he like he obviously has investigated this himself, right? To the to the degree that he can yeah. without drawing attention. And apparently he seems to have someone in mind, but he doesn't want to bring himself to admit that he suspects this person. That's, well, there's a reason I have the gambler talent. You push your luck despite a clear chance to fail. <laughs> you have someone in mind. I beg your pardon? You're thinking of someone right now. And you don't want to say their name, but you think they did it. Roland, my good man, are you accusing me of subterfuge? Are you calling me a liar? No, I'm accusing you of grieving. A slight smile curls on his lip as he lowers his head. <laughs> well, I suppose the three of you are quite capable. My thoughts upon Ephraim's disappearance couldn't help but drift to my good friend, Severina Acosta. We grew up together. When our parents would do business, we would play in the yard. Different families, but families forge alliances and our friendship was true. The one thing we could never see eye to eye on was my relationship with Ephraim. Costa is strong, determined. She always accused me of having too soft a heart and she was quick to blame Ephraim for allowing such weaknesses to cultivate. I thought perhaps she was behind his disappearance. I looked into it as subtly as I could. I found no evidence. Nothing to connect her to Ephraim's disappearance. I'd love to be wrong for if she killed Ephraim then I will lose my two dearest friends instead of just the one thank you for answering our questions um, I think I've got everything I need. 
to get started. Well then, he puts his hat back on his head, kind of pulls the brim down a little bit. You may reach out to me through Harry. She is cunning and can avoid detection. I will be taking the body, of course. Of course. And thank you again. Let me know when you found something. And let me know when you'd like me to buy you a better barrel of gin. And he walks over to the door, taps his knuckle on it three times, and then opens it. And there's Jimmy. All done, boss? Our business is concluded, yes. See to it that his body is taken from the station discreetly. Would you, Jimmy? It's your thing, boss. Come on, fella. And uh, uh, another member of the family walk in. They uh, pull out uh, a little stretcher, put the body on, lift it up. And uh, look to uh, the three of you. And one of them goes, This is much better than Finnegan's place. We should hope so. We've put plenty of work into it. And uh, they, uh, they, they start walking out. They leave ahead of uh, Salem, who turns back one more time, takes a moment to, like, Look at the three of you. And then he just tips his hat. Steps out into the uh, into the shadowy hallway and the door shuts behind him. Well, all right, then. I'm going to... Make another long cover iced tea, I think. While <laughs> <laughs> you're at it, could you uh, make one for me as well? Sure. Pax? No, thanks. Picture a long cover iced tea, it's got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, a couple things come to mind, I say, as I start just pouring booze into a pitcher. <laughs> I turn on the jukebox. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, unbeknownst to the rest of you, uh, 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 does Bobby Klein's song? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Bobby Klein's song kicks on. Uh, that goes... It's a, it's, a, it's a much more somber Bobby Klein song. Almost as if he's trying to affect Joey Rivers a little bit, but not yeah. quite. <laughs> it's not like... It's still, like, very much Bobby Klein, but, like, there is, like, just a little bit of, like, this is almost, like, bordering on Joey Rivers' territory. Um, but it's got, you know, a little bit more um, uh, instruments to it than Joey Rivers' single guitar. Um, uh, but he goes, There is a house in Fort Dearborn. 
<laughs> they call the rising gun. <laughs> and it's been the ruin of many a gambler. Alana, I know I'm one. <laughs> so anyways. The better words that he could have used. <laughs> <laughs> This is not important. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple of things come to mind. Um, first, I can see a world in which Severina Acosta has killed this man to harden the, uh, Bahara's heart against the world. The fact that no one announced it or took credit or even threatened him behind the scenes makes me think that perhaps they didn't want Bahara to know that he was gone. Truly gone. Um, the other thing that comes to mind is Ephraim was a Fort Dearborn militiaman. Someone might have killed him entirely irrespective of his relationship with Salem Bahara. Which, again, would support the no note or taking of credit. That's as far as I've gotten on this investigation. <laughs> well, yeah. There's also, they could have wanted information and, and, you know, snatched him. Or he had a safe here, like a, like a hidden cache. Or he could have, like, um, or, or he could have discovered something he wasn't supposed to when he was, like, Packing up. I, I think maybe the very interesting question is why didn't Ephraim want Bahara to know that he was here? Why would he hide that information from Bahara? Why does he need to make this trip in secret? I mean, they kept their professional lives separate. So, hmm. like... It could have just been like the these were his like orders. Um, sort of suggests that perhaps he wasn't here on leave or on his way somewhere else. If they didn't talk about work and he was here without telling Bahara, maybe here was his work. Hmm. So. <laughs> Um, so the one other, the one other thing that, um, I thought, which I don't know if you thought at all, um, but Salem Bahara feels like a loaded gun and we can kind of point him anywhere and we could point him to you know, wherever we actually find as we're investigating. Or somewhere else. And it's risky, right? Because if we did that, not saying we should, but we should talk about it. <laughs> um, and we were found out that would be kind of the end of everything, probably. Oh, yeah. That's um, the end of us, I would assume. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not jump to conclusions. 
But if he didn't find out, it could be pretty great. Serve our purposes. But I, I, I don't love that. But, you know, instead of him using us for his personal vendetta on how many, however many people he should kill. You know, there's also the option of we use him, I guess. My vote would be we try to solve it before we lie to a member of the family. If we can't come up with any information, you know, do what, do what you will, obviously, but if we can tell him the truth, I think that goes further towards our future safety. A couple of things. First, Pax, I'm extremely proud of you. <laughs> of course. Second, I am optimistic that whoever did this is tied up in some way to the power structure of Tobias Station, which we are trying to, as you so eloquently put it, tip over. Um, that I think probably telling him the actual person will accomplish what we want and what you're suggesting. But I do agree we should keep in our back pocket the part where we lie and point the Kanum family at someone else. I'm worried I'm worried if it's his, his Acosta friend. I'm worried that suddenly it becomes a bigger fight. You know, one life for another for another and it just becomes like this whole huge revenge thing. So it might not be her, but and I guess we can't really change it if we're doing the whole actually trying to figure out what happened and stuff, which is fine. I, I'm I not opposed. I think regardless of what we do with the information, and I know I'm the first person to, you know, put out there that we just go out and wing it and see how it goes and make it up as we go along. But I think in this delicate powder keg that is this mesa and station, we will be better served having all of the information before we decide to obfuscate it. Knowing who knows what, when, and how makes it incredibly easy to lie to them. Sure. Okay. Then where do we start? I guess, I guess we probably have to open for the evening. <laughs> I mean, now there's not a body in the corner. We should Might spread well that right. table out. <laughs> the Kinsey will start dragging the table into the back then. <laughs> okay. I'll go find Eli, I guess. 
<laughs> if he says anything about a pipe bursting, keep him on that track. I mean, yeah, that's what we talked about. Right. 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 Okay. Right. Okay. If he says anything about a body, get him away from that track. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, Pax, you're... For different reasons. I'm also very <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pax, uh, so you head out. Um, you guys are able to reach out to Hazel and Eugene, get them back in and get the bar running again. Um, Pax, uh, you go out to find um, Eli? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're wandering around the lower levels. It's early, uh, it's, it's mid afternoon at this point. Um, it's around that time, uh, though it's hard to tell in the lower levels. It's always dark and dreary down here. You pop around different saloons. You ask around just to let Eli know that you're back. (laughs) Um, uh, you don't actually know where he lives. You don't see him around yet as you pop around. Um, but I would love for you to roll an observe test for me. Oh, no. I'm gonna kill this Jimmy so bad. Ah, but which one? It doesn't both, matter. All of them. James is the thing. I super wanted to say like James, James, as they were leaving. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> uh, you are up against a nine. I also have a nine. Okay. And nothing else. I have one nine. Okay. You think you're being followed. Hard to say for sure. It's very dark down here. Um, uh, Seems like right now is a a high power day for the station, which happens Mm -hmm. from time to time where the lower levels, like the lights dim a whole lot because the power is being redirected to other parts of the station. So it must be a busy day. Sure. Yeah, it must be a busy day at, uh, at the station, and the lower levels, of course, is suffering because of it. It's very dark, and you're wandering around in these tight, um, uh, almost claustrophobic, uh, dirty um, uh, hallways to different saloons as you go up some stairwells and down as you move around within the lower levels to try and just, like, find where Eli is. And, like, you, you start off at first just trying to find that, and then you start realizing, like, every once in a while you keep thinking that you see someone out of the corner of your eye and like you like every once in a while you hear movement behind you when you're walking but then when you like stop and like go back to check like no one's there you're you're pretty sure you're being followed great um i do the classic like turn a corner like go up against the wall wait for them to turn the corner and then like be like ah (laughs) and get them okay um, so, uh, you go ahead and, and like, you, you duck around a corner and you wait and you hear footsteps approaching and you're like, all right, here we go. Um, and, uh, I guess you're trying to like grab the person who's following you. It, yeah. If they turn the corner, if they don't turn the corner, if they like, if this is like a junction or whatever, and they go straight, I'll just see who it is. Right. Um, but they, if they turn the corner after me, then I'm going to get them. Yeah. They go to turn the corner. So go ahead and roll an unarmed test all right i'm not 
I think it's Harry. I hope it's Eli. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I had the same thought of like, what if Eli has been a spy this whole time? Oh no, I don't think he's oh. a spy. I think he's like trying to like Pax. find you to like give really the wants back. Pax. <laughs> yes. Pax, take four grit. Four grit? I'm bamboozling I'm bamboozling you four times. He just wants to get the cup back for his two drinks. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Um, wait, you're bamboozling me how many times? Four, but you're not allowed to use that grit until, uh... No, I know. Oh, what, you get an explosion because I gave you a minus four? <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> rolled a six. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's going to be too low, but, um, but uh, that's great. Now if I roll a seven, I can play to the gallery. Uh... And I what have a reliability. <laughs> okay. No, I just have a six. You're up against two nines. Aha! Well, I couldn't have beaten that when I was bamboozled. Um, so uh, you're ready. Your heart's pumping. You don't know what's going on. You think it's a Jimmy. You're like, oh, man, I can't believe I walked away that quickly. Obviously, Bahar's betraying us. Oh, my God. Like, you're like all the different scenarios are running through your head. You're ready. You get ready. You're like, I'm going to get this person. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get answers. Maybe this is the person who killed. Maybe this is it. Maybe I figured it out. <laughs> like, you know, you're, like, you're like, all these different scenarios are running through your head. Um, and then a hooded figure uh, comes around. Well, not like, yeah, actually, they are wearing like a, a straight up like a hood. Um, uh, and like, um, uh, they come around and you leap and they jump back and there's a, a bit of a scuffle and, uh, the, the lights like, uh, are like dim, but you do see, uh, the shine of a mechanical arm as it catches your, your, your wrist. God, he was next door. <laughs> <laughs> as, it, as it catches your wrist and like pulls it down. And then your other hand like gets caught by uh, uh, a human hand and pulls it down. And uh, uh, during the scuffle, the, um, the hood does get pushed back far enough um, that with your arms crossed in front of your of your body, uh, you are face to face, almost nose to nose, with Marshall Leonard Yang. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> What's next door? The God damn it. And and he goes, Hey Pax. Hi. And that's where we'll end tonight's session. <laughs> <laughs> oh.